Hello and welcome to Couch Church, a podcast from Ballina and Lennox Head Anglicans. I'm Reverend Mandy Larkin, and today I'm sharing with you from Mark chapter 8, verses 31 to 38, where it reads, Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Today's readings come from the Reflections, the second Sunday of Lent. And we've been kind of jumping around a lot in our readings from Mark in the last couple of weeks. And we're back today in the middle of Mark's Gospel. And it's actually a passage which marks a turning point in the story. Because the disciples have acknowledged Jesus as Messiah and now for the very first time Jesus starts talking about suffering, rejection and death. First century Jews had a pretty good idea about how the Messiah was going to show up. He would be a conquering hero, a new King David, coming in power and great glory to redeem Israel and overthrow Rome. This violent revolution would result in nations serving them the way it should be instead of them being enslaved to other nations. So now that the disciples had finally recognized Jesus as Messiah, Jesus needs to set them straight. They need to understand exactly what kind of Messiah Jesus is. Their vindication is not going to come through a show of power, but through suffering rejection and death. These things were inevitable and they must happen this way. And Jesus speaks plainly, openly about it all. It's not in parables. His meaning is very easy to catch and Peter finds it offensive. For Peter, Jesus has ruined the role of the Messiah with his talk of suffering and death. So Peter seeks to make it really clear to Jesus exactly how being the Messiah is supposed to work. And Jesus rebukes Peter harshly for telling him off, Get behind me, Satan. In the gospel so far, Jesus has rebuked evil spirits, he's rebuked the storm, and he's rebuked people to keep silent about his miracles. So when he's rebuking Peter, he means business. And if you've been following along in our Lenten booklet this past week, we've been reflecting on how our journey can be full of twists and turns. 
and our passage today speaks right into those twists and turns. Because Paul Peter, Jesus' talk about suffering, rejection and death has been a curveball and it has thrown him for six. It's completely unexpected and now he's reeling. He's wondering how Jesus' vision of the Messiah fits into everything that he thought he knew and everything that he thought he understood. It's a reminder that on our journey with Jesus, we often get it wrong too, that we set our minds on human things and not on the things of God, that we often have no idea about how God works either, and we hold too tightly to our agenda and our ideas about how things should be instead of letting go and turning to Jesus on his way to the cross in order to learn from him. And what is there to learn? That to be a follower of Jesus requires denial of self, taking up your cross and following him. It's all about discipleship. Jesus speaks plainly about the reality of following him. There's no false advertising with Jesus. The Christian life's difficult, and it's going to be hard. But the good news is, Jesus never asks us to do something that he has not been prepared to face and do himself. And if we think of the cross, if we look at the image of a cross, we can see that it's not something that's easy to pick up and carry. It's shaped awkwardly, and it's a heavy load. But Jesus asks us to take up our cross and follow him. So what does the image of the cross represent? Certainly being misunderstood, sacrifice, self-denial, struggle, suffering, death. All things in our flesh which we do our best to avoid, right? All things we don't like to talk about or to face up to in life. When I first started following Jesus again, there were some things in my life that I was actually really glad to give up. Anger, hopelessness, guilt, and shame. But there are things that I do struggle to give up. Control over who has the driver's seat in my life, giving up self-interest, self-centeredness, self-obsession, self-importance. You might be starting to see a pattern here. Self, me, in the centre. And it's not easy to be a follower when we want life to be all about us. Peter's first mistake was that he forgot the call to follow. Get behind me is follow language. To follow someone, we need to be behind them. In a line, not in front and not trying to lead. We are to take up our cross and follow. We are not called to be trailblazers, but ones who are following Jesus on the path that he has prepared. And what might it look like to utterly deny yourself? Sacrificing that self-interest for sure. Living life for the benefit of others. I think denying yourself is saying, not my will but yours, Lord, be done. It's being more concerned about what God thinks of us than what others do. 
Being a follower is letting go of all of our own ideas and doing the life of faith Jesus' way. Self-denial is not giving up those little luxuries that we might put aside during Lent. Because being a Christian involves radical change. And the radical change can only be represented by the image of the cross. It's only the image of death and resurrection that captures it in the right spirit. A dying to the old self of self-centeredness and ambition and a rising to new life of holiness and love. It makes me think of Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is where the cross also represents hope and love and life and peace with God. When I gave my life to Jesus and chose to follow him, I became a new creation. The old me died and God gave me a new heart and put his spirit in me. But somehow those habits of my old life still have the power to mess up the new creation me. And it's in those moments that I need to metaphorically pick up my cross each day and consciously die to the old me, the old habits, the old thoughts and the old way of doing things and to turn to Jesus. And when I get it wrong, I can look to Jesus, confess my self-centeredness and receive forgiveness because Jesus set me free on the cross to live life in a new way. And it's the Holy Spirit within me that empowers me to live like Jesus. As we continue on our journey through Lent, it's an opportunity and a time to take inventory of our lives and to prayerfully ask some tough questions. Where do we need to let go of our own ideas and agendas and turn to Jesus instead? Where might we need to get behind Jesus in our lives, give up control and learn to follow? And how might Jesus be asking us to deny ourselves and to live life in a new way? As we go into this week ahead, let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being our Messiah. We thank you for your death on the cross, which has set us free from the chains of sin and death. And we thank you for the call to follow you. We thank you that when you ask us to deny ourselves and take up our cross, that we can look to you as the example of how to do it, because you did it first. Open our eyes, I pray, to those areas in our lives where you are inviting us to change, where you are asking us to lay aside our own agendas and turn to you where you are inviting us to enter into the fullness of the new creation life you give us through your resurrection. Holy Spirit, empower us to be your disciples. Fill us with your love, renew our hearts 
and enliven our spirits with your hope and peace. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.